0: Hello there, welcome to episode 23 of Nevermind the Bullens. My name is Mike Peters. This is your bite sized uh, weekly Everton podcast and vodcast. A very exasperating afternoon uh, at Goodison Park. Um, defeat to Manchester United by three goals to one. Can't really complain about the results. Um, they were better than us, and if you only have one shot on target, you're going to struggle to win football matches, particularly when you can see goals as poorly as we are at the minute. We're consistently conceding two goals a game. Um, and you can't expect to score three goals every single week to try and win a football match. It's just not going to happen. You have to have some solidity. You know, as good as we potentially might be going forward, you've got to have some solidity about you to be able to be successful. And this, what is never mind, you know, a bad day at the office, which maybe Southampton could be classed as, or a uh, little bit of a wobble, you know, two games. This is a full blip, you know, in football in parlance. And... Um, and it is reminiscent of some of the performances that we have seen from Everton over the last three, four, five years. Um, certainly since after Roberto Martinez's first season. It's, it's been those kind of performances where you're just looking at it going, you've got loads of the ball and we're doing very little with it. Um, you know, no real cutting edge today. Dominic Calvert Lewin, yet again, did brilliantly set up the goal. Um, into you know winning the ball in the air against uh, Lindelof great flick off to Bernard and a, and, a, and a good finish from him although he didn't seem to catch it quite right but I think he planned to kind of pull it inside David De Gea's uh, right hand post um, but he, other than that he was consistently isolated every time I look at him he's like 20 yards from anybody being anywhere near him. People were giving him the ball and got effectively expecting him to do it himself. He can't do it all himself. He's a terrific player in great form, but he's not, he cannot do everything himself when, you know, after the last couple of weeks without Rashalison, teams are getting wise to that if he's isolated, he's actually picking up the positions that Rashalison would normally be in. So therefore, all the players have got to get into the position maybe that he would be in. In the you know, and give him some support, give him something to hit uh, in the penalty area, and we're just we're just not doing it. Quite simply, Um, so you know, it's very very disappointing. Midfield again, I mean, you know, I looked at the team and thought, great, okay. Watched a press conference on Friday, thought, great. Mason Holgate back, Seamus Coleman back. Okay, great. That's a solid defensive base that we've got there. You know, arguably our first choice back four um, out there. I'm thinking, good, okay, fine. Happy, that should give us some some more solidity, you would hope. And in the first 15, 20 minutes, you actually started the game quite well. Um, but in midfield, I thought that was probably Allen's poorest game. Um, and in midfield I mean gilfie Sigurdsson was completely anonymous um, and I've been sort of you know saying I, I, he's been better this season but the last couple of weeks when he's had the opportunity to start matches and step it up and uh, today in place of Andre Gomez who absolutely rightly was dropped um, uh, he's not done it he was completely anonymous his set-piece delivery was poor he offered nothing and you know Abdelai Decore got better and became more effective as the game went on um, didn't, you know arguably should have done far, done, well, arguably, he should have done far better with that chance that he had just into uh, injury time um, but it, that consequently is leaving other players isolated James Rodriguez back in the team today again, you know, his range of passing was terrific but he, he wasn't or he, he faded quite quickly within the game so you know, Carlo's saying that he's 100% fit. Was he? Is that a bit of kidology? Um, I don't know because he didn't. He didn't seem to look 100% fit, and he certainly didn't influence the game as much as as you would want him to, or as certainly as we need him to uh, at the moment. I thought Bernard actually did really, really well. Uh, linked up really well with Luca Dean, um, created that chance where Luca Dean, of course, hit the post, which was probably the wrong decision. Uh, There's a couple of other better options there instead of him slamming it into the into the near post, uh, but. You know, we we've got we've got a couple of weeks now before uh, Fulham away, and we've got to use that time at Finch Farm. I know a lot of the players are going to be away to try and identify how we are how we solve those defensive issues, make ourselves more difficult to beat, to break down, I should say, and certainly more difficult to beat, uh, and then try and come back with some solidity to start. You know. Um, I mean, it was fine, you know. We we're, were scoring goals for fun uh, in the early days of the season, and but now we, we've we've hit we've hit a bad patch, and it's now a a, a test for the, this team. Um, even though arguably it's only in I'd say phase one of its development, to see how we come out of that and develop that and overcome uh, these issues, whether that is to bring Yerry Mina back in and push Mason Holgate into midfield. I, I, I'm not sure, um, but it's just kind of when you're looking at the the options to change the game, and again, the first, op, you know, the first option was to again bring on Alex Awobi and your heart kind of sinks because Alex Awoobi, all oh, right, I mean, he did all right today. I'll, I'll concede that he, he, you know, he was active within the game. He put in a really, really good cross uh, that was just cut out just before uh, Don would have nodded it in from a yard or two out. Uh, he was far more. Active within the game today than he has been uh, when he's played in the last few weeks. But he's not consistent, and that's the problem. And, you know, his tendency is not to try and beat a man, it's to try and come back inside, uh, off, the, off the right flank and try and influence the game, because that's where he wants to be. Um, but then, you know, bring on Jeng Tosin, be thinking, great, well, that's all fine and good, bringing Jeng Tosin on. But actually, is anybody putting in the crosses for him? You know? So I, I just... I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot, of still a lot of work to be done on, on improving and developing that squad. Uh, but we've now got a run of three games where you would hope we'd be able to score goals and get try and get ourselves back into some semblance of form away at Fulham. We've got Burnley to come and, of course, Leeds, and that's going to be a very open game. So, you know, that could end up being 7-6, you know, the the way that Leeds uh, play, which I admire them for enormously. Um, but yet again, looking at the team sheet, and, you, and, and I said this last week, about Anthony Gordon, what does he have to do to get in the team? You know, he could have really. I mean, the decision to start Bernard absolutely was the right one. I get that, but surely he is an option to come off the bench, and yet we didn't. He wasn't even in the 18 today. Now, unless he's injured, I, I don't understand. He's a, a player that could impact, could create things, and he's opted not to be used. Very, very frustrating. The only good thing is. Um, that Richarlison's back after the break. Ames has got a couple of weeks maybe to get fit. Although we suppose he's you know he's going to be going away and playing for Colombia in that time. So I uh, you know doing a lot of travelling, obviously. So, but again, it I, it's now quite clearly shown to other teams that how absolutely vital Rishalison is to us. In that we haven't won a game without him since he's been at the club. Uh, and that is a barrier and a hurdle that we need to get over. Again, you know, today is another game. I think that's the 41st game, according to the stat that I saw, where we've been 2 on down at half-time um, and have failed to overturn that deficit and actually win the game. And I mentioned the midfield uh, and they were poor today and they were, in terms of their marking, at fault for... Uh, not closing down Bruno, particularly the first one. He was in acres of space uh, in the uh, in the in the penalty area on the penalty spot. Somebody from the midfield has got to be dropping off and, and picking him up. would have thought that was Alan's job or Abdelai um And then the second goal, he's given too much time to to cross the ball in, which obviously then whizzes past Marcus Rashford there and ends up dunking off the post and going in. Um, much as make a mention of Steve McManaman as well. I mean, it's bad enough watching your team lose, but I to listen to Steve McManaman for you know, 90 minutes. That bloke took some absolute codswallop. wallop. Um, you know, the, the the Jordan Pickford, Michael Keane, Harry Maguire incident, where he completely failed to show the fact that Harry Maguire clearly pushes Jordan Pickford, which is why he drops the ball in the first place. I don't think the referee handled the game particularly well today at all. But uh, again, uh, just the, the, the level of punditry, uh, it's a recurring theme I know in this podcast, but it's just... Rubbish. It's just absolute nonsense. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. I accept that completely. But if you're paid to have an informed opinion on the basis that you're formerly a professional footballer at a high level, having played for Liverpool, Real Madrid and England, you know, and whoever you are, whether it's just not Steve McManaman or anybody else, you've got to do a bit better than that. You've got to come up with some semblance of nuance and analysis because that is your job to provide that. And he just can't do it absolutely ridiculous why BT Sport whose coverage I find to gem- be generally quite poor continue to employ him is beyond me and look, just looking on Twitter for some reaction to his um, sort of um, musings today and then it, you know I, I, I know I'm not in the I'm in the majority with that with that comment and also then his decision to give Bruno Fernandez man of the match having then just criticised him for doing some really odd things today I thought just typifies what he's about Anyway, uh, a couple of weeks break with uh, for internationals. Hopefully we'll get to see uh, some of our lads playing, uh, doing well for their countries and bringing that form back into the game uh, against Fulham, a craven cottage in a fortnight's time. Until then, it'd be great to hear from you uh, at nmtbpod on Twitter or nmtbpod at gmail.com. Uh, until then, uh, the next time, episode 24, Come On You Blues.